Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to counter the people who've been dropped off their subscriptions and can't get back on. I know I hear from several each and every day. Um, need to make that up a little bit because that'll improve our algorithm, bring people to us, and then we can expose them to the real stories that are going on instead of the fluff that the mainstream media promotes or the absolute lies the mainstream media promotes. So please um, subscribe and also share our work. We're brought to you by Noble Gold, and this is particularly germane to this story, which is about an emerging banking crisis. But I don't look at it as much as a crisis, as some people are calling it, as I'm looking at it as a glitch in a system that should really concern you. And I'm going to give you both sides. Um, now, what I'm going to give you on what I think is really going on here is my deductive reasoning based on my experience with covering this material. And everything I find tells me in a circumstantial sense that I'm right. So let's stay with this and we'll talk about this. But anyway, let's talk about Noble Gold for a second. The worst thing you can do is leave all your money in the bank. You will have a 1929 moment. The Dodd-Frank Law of 2010 says the banks can keep your money. You're an unsecured creditor. The first thing you need to do is if you have a retirement account in the bank, you need to uncouple it immediately. And Noble Gold are experts at doing this. They'll take it out, they'll put it under your control, and they'll back it with gold. Gold's a hell of a lot better than backing it with the dollar, which has lost 85% of its value since the 80s. It's another reason why you shouldn't trust the banking system. Then you've got your bank account situation to think about. If you have discretionary income or you have money in the bank and you're not living month to month, and that's about a third of you, you really need to take a look at diversifying into gold and silver coins. And I'm saying coins right now and not the bullion because coins you can spend in a financial crisis. That's what history shows us. So I'm really encouraging you to do that as well. But rather than take my advice, you can call an expert at Noble Gold and they'll walk you through it. By the way, they're known for no pressure you literally have to close your own deal once the facts are established. I know I speak from experience. Uh, Noble Gold is the best organization I've ever dealt with. I've been an advertiser for six years. I've been a customer for five. What we got to do is give you that number. And first, I got to give you a disclaimer. The federal government wants me to tell you, unlike what they made Sam Bankman Freed tell people or the failed banks like uh, PVC, they didn't tell people a whole lot of things. Well, we're going to be very upfront and honest. Anytime you deal in money, investments, anything, there is a risk involved. And past performance cannot be indicative of future performance. See, we've done our legal and our civic duty, and we're proud to do it. We just wish that was uniformly imposed on everybody. Um, like I said, Noble Gold is the best company I've ever dealt with. And my five-year longevity with them really speaks to that fact. 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347. Tell them I told you to call. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait. I would explore your diversification options as soon as possible. Well, there is a problem in the banks, and it's a big problem. I, listen, people that are writing are saying, huge problem in the bank, banking emergency. I'm not being critical of them overstating the problem. I don't think they are overstating the problem. I'm going to walk you through what we know, and then I'm going to tell you who is involved and what I think is really going on behind the scenes 
And what's going on behind the scenes, I think it's more of an accident than it is a conspiracy. But nonetheless, it's taking us in a direction that you are not going to like. So we've seen that in the past few weeks, an increasing number of people, and when I put an article up on banking the other day, my comment section just got filled with this stuff. So I know this is fairly widespread, although we do a decent amount of banking, you know, and we have our payouts and we have our pay-ins and we haven't had any problem. I'm speaking for myself personally, but fortunately the world doesn't resolve revolve around me. And there are people that are having what they are calling high profile bank glitches. Accounts are being shut down without warning all across the nation. I covered that earlier this morning, and I think this is related. Now, some of the banks are saying this is caused by the glitches in their system. Some of them are just saying, we don't have to give you a reason. We're just shutting your bank account. Remember, we said it's mostly conservatives and small businesses. Okay, set that aside. That's established. That's not in dispute. That's happening. Now, the banks are trying to say, well, we have the right to determine who's a good customer and who's not. And also, too, some of this is due to glitches. And they might be telling the truth. CNN has reported this last weekend that many of the largest banks were hit by deposit delays. Now, this is a second problem, and this is the one that we're going to focus on. Multiple banks were hit by deposit delays on Friday, according to CNN, an Aaron Payment Processing Network, according to the Federal Reserve. So if you're hearing that, hey, they're having trouble getting their money, people aren't getting their Social Security checks, checks aren't being processed in a timely fashion, and they're incurring late charges on their bills. People are not making this up. This is true. And this is fully acknowledged here by the Federal Reserve. Here's your explanation from the Federal Reserve as reported by CNN. The clearinghouse, which operates the automated clearinghouse system, which allows banks to send electronic payments to each other, experienced a processing error with a batch of bank transactions. Banks send everything from direct deposit paychecks to customer bill payments for mortgages and utility bills through the ACH system, automated clearinghouse is what that stands for. Now, this has caused a lot of consternation. And I'll tell you why, and it's understandable. You've got 65% of the country that lives paycheck to paycheck. And you get a delay here, three days, five days a week. This is a very, very big deal because these people don't have cash reserves to to draw upon. Um, Now, the advice you get from the financial gurus is good for them, but not good for two-thirds of the country. They say keep six months of cash on hand in a secure location in your home, preferably in a fireproof safe. I think that's really good advice if you have six months of cash. And I know there's a lot of people in this audience that don't have that because you tell me so. So this is, uh, they're not dealing with the problem. and It really bothers me. I think there should be a moratorium based on any late charges, uh, any foreclosure actions, but we're hearing nothing from the Biden administration. Okay, and let me uh, read a statement here from PNC Bank on this issue. Good morning. Due to an industry-wide delay with federal ACH transactions, some ACH credits and debits, including some direct deposits, haven't been processed. We recommend you contact your employer, 
or ACH originator for more information. In other words, the bank is passing the buck and they're offering absolutely no hell. Hey, it's your problem. You deal with it, basically, is what they're saying. Um, and these glitches are common. Now, some people are raising this question. Is this a cyber attack? Is this terrorism? I can't say that it is or it isn't, but it doesn't sound like terrorism because it's not producing a terrorism effect. Um, this is, for most people, going to be more of a major annoyance and inconvenience, and that's not the way the terrorists work. So they would take a system down before they play games with it, I think. I think that's, uh, I think that's idle speculation. It's not true. Um ATMs along this line, because people have asked me this, they've written to me. Dave, what do you know about ATMs that are failing? Well, let's back up to the first step. Um, in anticipation of central bank digital currency, 19,000 ATMs have been closed since the lockdowns ended. You heard me, 19,000 ATM machines have been closed. That's a release statement I read online about three weeks ago from the Federal Reserve. Uh, and they were just talking about market conditions. All right. Now, let's get down to the uh, the matter at hand of what I think is really going on here. When I covered the three aspects of central bank digital currency, Okay, so we know there are problems, and we've established what some of those accepted problems are that everyone agrees on. Um, I, it's funny how the media is underreporting this, though. This is really interesting because this is a very big deal for two-thirds of the country that's living paycheck to paycheck. But I want to take this in a different direction. A lot of people are growing concerned about CBDC. People that were polled that were asked, do you know what CBDC is? The answer is yes. And if they answered yes, then they were asked another question. Do you favor it? And it was overwhelming, way over 80%. I think it was like 86% of the people said no. They wanted nothing to do with it. I think the other 14% didn't know what they were talking about or they would have said no too. Okay, so Tom Emmer, representative from Minnesota, fortunately failed attempt to get the speaker of the house position because he is a minnesota communist in the truest sense and all the things that are going on there in that state tom emmer introduced a bill that is still in stasis it hasn't gone anywhere and it was to block cbdc and i keep seeing on the net um nothing to worry about cbdc is going to be blocked by congress they're preventing the federal reserve from starting it no they're not this bill's gone nowhere. It's a smokescreen. I've covered this before. I walked all of you through in a live stream, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing again, but I'll give you a couple highlights. On a live stream, probably about three or four weeks ago, I walked people through the Fed now that's already in place, which is supposed to speed up payments like what we're talking about with ACH. I walked through and I said, Fed now with its five-step developmental process, will end up being CBDC. And I said, I believe this is the fail-safe in case there was legislative effort to block CBDC and it was successful. They would still end up with their central bank digital currency that they want, 
because the second plan is already in play and in development. In fact, I've even read literature that said that if CBDC became a reality in its pure form, in other words, you just jump right into it, that eventually FedNow would fold within the confines of the CBDC plan. And so we've been through this in detail. And I said, do not be deceived. Uh, we have not blocked CBDC with Emmer's bill. And I think it's just he's part of a cover up. And even if it is blocked, they've got the second plan with the FedNow. Hello, everything that's going on right here is about FedNow. Everything, ACH, FedNow. All of these institution involvements here is all fed now. Now, I walked people through a three-step process, and I said, for fed now to become CBDC, they have to do these three things. And this is uh, three parts of one step that is next in the development towards CBDC. The second step is what they call interoperability. The banks on this new system have to communicate with each other in, a, in the same language. And right now, you have a lot of differential language going on. But for CBDC to work and for all transactions to be monitored and can potentially controlled, they have to be on exactly the same system. And at that time, at the height of the Lahaina-Maui controversy, I said, isn't it interesting that they say they want nothing to do with smart cities or any of this other UN stuff and the governor's in full denial but I said they are reorganizing their computers for their financial system under one house, which is exactly what you got to do for CBDC, which runs in tandem with smart cities, 15-minute cities, and that whole genre we've discussed. And we exposed that that was going on in Hawaii. Remember, they had a conference on September 25th, and I covered some of the expertise of the speakers they had. And this was a private conference chaired by the governor. They published the itinerary. And one of the people in this conference was a digital currency reform expert. Why don't they just say CBDC? Because that's exactly what it is. And they were talking about unifying the banking system and business and consumer to bank, bank to business, business to bank to consumer. They had to unify everything to one language, one house. Okay, that's for interoperability. That's step two in this process. I believe what we're seeing is an attempt to establish common language, like what they did, they're doing in Hawaii. I believe we're seeing this nationally now, and this is the interoperability phase, and we're seeing the bugs that are resulting from it. Everything that people are having problems with is part of the FedNow system. And I told you FedNow moves towards CBDC and there's that process and there you have it. This is what I firmly believe is going on. And this isn't a conspiracy to cause people not to get their social security check. It's not a conspiracy to keep people from being able to make timely payments and have the check cashed. This is a bug in the system. But it's where the system is leading is where you should be concerned. Because in case you're new, and if you've been following me for a while, I apologize because I'm going to repeat myself here. But in case you're new, you need to know CBDC will limit everything about your life. What you can buy, what you can eat, what you can say. Oh, yeah, just like Trudeau did to the Ottawa truckers and their protest over the COVID crackdowns. 
And he basically froze their bank accounts, took their money, and anyone who supported them, he took their money. That's what CBDC gives the license to people that control the system. You notice I didn't say the government because everything I'm reading about CBDC leads me to believe they plan for this to be a public-private partnership. We can't call that the government. It's quasi-government. So in other words, the control of your money system, much like the Federal Reserve, is not under the control of the government. It's under the control of private institution. Federal Reserve is neither federal, nor do they have any reserves. It's a misnomer designed to mislead you. They are a private institution, and they trade on the market. You're saying, oh, and we just happen to give them the power that they assume over money. In a congressional action, 1913, when the Federal Reserve Act was passed, but they are not part of the government. A lot of people don't know this, and it's just to me, it's old information, but we're certainly not teaching this in our government classes to our kids. This is all one big happy family. The private parties that control the Federal Reserve, the private parties that control the Bank of England, and all these other central banks around the world, under the auspices of the Bank of International Settlements that controls all these central banks, they are controlled by the same people. And I believe firmly this is who's controlling the implementation of what's going on with FedNow as it leads to CBDC, which also, by the way, a few more tidbits about it, you'll be limited to three articles of clothing a year that you can buy with a monetary limit. Your money will have a sunset on it. You can't save up for the next quarter or the next year. And I don't know what the differential period will be, but they say they're going to put a sunset on all money in people's accounts. They want consumer spending because they run up terrible debt. They want you to keep spending to fund their debt. That's what this system is based on. A lot of people haven't grasped that yet, but our entire monetary system is now based on debt. It's not based on accumulation of wealth uh, and and it's good for the next quarter. Um, We see the government acquiring massive deficits to get to the next quarter and they're living off of debt, and then they sell that debt to nations like China. It's difficult to understand because it doesn't run in the same system that you and I run in, where we try to set aside 10% of our savings each month. We try to watch what we spend, don't have balances on your credit cards. That's a normal debt system. We're not living in a normal debt system now, and we're going to move into a system that reflects that lack of normality. You will not be able to save anything, and that's the biggest thing. Because when you die, you'll have nothing left to leave to your children, except maybe a few mementos. CBDC is complete control. It will erase the Constitution. It will erase all your civil liberties. It will erase any freedom of choice you have over anything that's monetary. And if you say something they don't like, they'll just take your money. That's why this is a big deal. And... This is growing near. They're going to do CBDC without congressional approval. They're just going to impose it on it. I can see right now there'll be an incident. I'll give you a scenario that I think is somewhat likely. The banking system will have widespread collapse. It'll be announced on a Friday. And on Monday, we'll have whoever's sitting in the White House come on and just say, okay, this has been bad. Just be patient. Roosevelt went through it. And this is my fireside chat like he did. And we'll be okay. And we're going to go to this new system and we're going to repudiate all your debt. Oh, hold on here. 
me say, wait a minute, I've got a $20,000 credit card bill that'll be gone. If they go to debt repudiation to get consumer compliance, yes, that's what we can fully expect to happen. And then before you write to me and say, Dave, how do you know all this? I do this every day. I interview economists all the time. That's how I know this. It's not that I have a crystal ball. It's not that I'm in the Federal Reserve meetings behind closed doors, and I don't have a secret source in the Federal Reserve, but I've learned how this economy works, and it's not hard to figure out what the next step is when you know what they're doing. And uh, a lot of you who come to me and you write comments on the board, you possess about the same knowledge I do. And some of you have very insightful comments, which I really appreciate. Sometimes you make me think, well, I hadn't thought of that. That's a good idea. Let me look into that. So I invite those comments. How sure am I this is true? I'd say probably about a 95% confidence call, but it clearly involves FedNow. And whenever you say FedNow, you got to be thinking CVDC. So anyway, I hope that helps you understand what's going on. If you're having trouble with your payments, I certainly hope you get it straightened out because for anyone living month to month, that's got to be a horrible position to be in. And you do have my, uh, my sympathy on that. We'll see you back here next time. Thanks for tuning in.